Alright, I wish to welcome the mortals to Heimdaller's home. I hope everybody's doing pretty alright. This is Celtic God speaking. With us today, we got quite the uh, quite the group in here with us today. We have Dreadwolf uh, decided to come in and talk with us today. Um, looks like Hailstorm popped in. We have Hans Hugren as usual. Ike, the antlered one, and Miobi. How's how's you guys doing today? I guess uh, we should go in order because we have so many. Uh, how are you doing today, Dreadwolf? Hi, how are you doing? Um, I'm alright. Yes, I mean, it's uh, not the best weather out there, but it's not raining like yesterday, so I'm good. Any day I wake up breathing is pretty good for me. So, I'm honest. Not too bad. Not too bad. Hailstorm? Are you with us this this wonderful day, or are you hiding out behind the couch saying, please don't pick on me? Oh, she's hiding behind the couch. That's all right. Um, Hans Hugen, we can always loop back. The uh, The Canadian uh -huh. internet's just super special anyways. How are you doing today, Hans? I'm all good. Uh, yeah. Not certain what I have to think about what we're going to talk about, what we're going to broach today, but um, I hope that people will bear with us. It's going to be a bit uncomfortable, and you know what? That is part of growing up, that is part of life. Sometimes you have to bite into a sour apple, and that's what we're going to do today. And who knows, maybe the ending will be sweet nonetheless. <laughs> like? Well, I am excited to talk about this because, well, we've already broached a bit of this subject before in the pure tyranny and heathenry, but we're going to take it to uh, that next level. We're going to dial it up to 11, like in Spinal Tap. So let's see what happens. And uh, Miobi apparently will be right back. So Oh, no, I'm back. Oh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad to be here as always. And I'm hoping that this will be a very interesting conversation. All right. So I guess I'll get it started with we're going to start uncomfortable and then work our way comfortable. to comfortable. Ish. Uh, yeah, ish. To, uh, I, I don't know. Just. just because that's the way that we have a tendency to do things anyways. And if you're go it's best, actually, I, I find to start with the hard stuff and then work easy rather than start easy and work hard. Because when you do it starting with the easy stuff, you never quite seem to get to the hard stuff. So I'm going to o open the conversation with peepees. Peepees, woo-woos, ha-has, whatever is that that you want to call them. Personally, I, I refer to them as dicks and pussies. Um... So it's the, the the sexual organs. There's been an attack on our people for a long time, and unfortunately, we've partaken in in the attack ourselves. And I've I've witnessed it. Never personally had it flung at me, but I have I have seen it done, and it's worked its way into modern media. And I'm going to start with the the uh, the male version of it because I have talked to many males. From very young boys all the way up to grown men, that this nags in the back of their head that um, we aren't well endowed, and that's just blatantly false. I mean, um, I think the the world's record is held. I think he's still the current world record is uh, held by a white dude. It's 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 so big that if he got erect, he'd pass out. But um, there's this whole this whole oh. 
black or white men are small and black men are huge and it gives more pleasure and white guys just can't satisfy women and I'm going to tell you guys this is blatantly false and this is it's a psychological attack and it's it's reinforced both amongst men to men but also women to men because I'm sure many of the people out there in the um in the audience has seen especially on movies and stuff where the girl she's mad at the guy and she holds up her pinky and then like cuts it in half and you know referencing the size of his penis this is not healthy for our people and when things like this are said we need to speak up against it and and just point out that this is blatantly false because and the reason why i find this important is because it does we we are constantly pushing that we need to have more children. Well, this bites into this the the psychology of both the male and the female because I've seen it go both ways, uh, where we are less likely to breed with each other because the guy's unsure of himself, and there's some young women out there who's never been with a white guy because she thinks that his penis is going to be too small to bring her pleasure. I told you I was going to start uncomfortable. So I'm starting uncomfortable. We, when we see things like this, we need to speak up against it and stop partaking in it because I, I've heard guys attack other males who never even seen their junk and will call them like a pencil dick or um, insinuate that they have like a micro penis or their balls are tiny and shriveled up like raisins. We need to stop doing this because the reality of it is most of our self-value is it revolves around the opposite sex. So males place their value on how females see them and females place the bulk of their value on, on their interactions with males. And then the bulk of that actually revolves around sex or the potential for sex. I promised a hard beginning here. So here, boom, there it is. The most uncomfortable <laughs> part of the conversation flopped right out there for everybody to see, pun intended. Yes. But it does need said. It, it does. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Hans, you, you mentioned earlier um, when, when we was talking about it pre-show that we have evolved in certain ways. For a certain purpose. So like you brought up body fat. Well, this also extends to our genitalia. Um, the white penis is the perfect size to fit inside of the white woman's vagina. To encourage, um, um, not insemination, but um, it's part of insemination. But to encourage the birth of more children. If this is not pleasurable, guess what? We would not exist. And that's just the, the plain blunt truth of it. It's perhaps worthwhile. Mm, yeah, let's bring it from this. You know, I'm going to bring it from a certain angle. And yeah, just let me know if I'm off the mark or not. But uh, the way how I see it is these continuous insults on uh, one another's genitalia as we're now going on about. Uh, you know, both at, at boys, at girls, and eventually... Uh, you know, yeah. Actually, at, at uh, young, at minors, usually who get exposed to this the most, giving them uh, a sense that they are 
lesser. It, it's to break their confidence, and by extent of that, you know, yeah, you know, maybe not really going into the relational uh, aspect too much, although that is definitely a big part of it. Someone with lacking confidence who is uh, seeking a partner, yeah, maybe the relational aspect can't really be kept out of that. Is you know, it's going to be tougher. To, to get along with someone else if if, so, if you feel uh, you lack confidence or if you actually do lack confidence if you think that you are defect some way it's a lot more difficult for the person in question to sell uh, him or herself to to a potential partner and that causes all kind of relationship issues and as it comes about in you know as this yeah as it uh, as it involves intercourse itself, itself. If you're already uh, going at it or going there with the intention or or with the mindset of oh this is gonna be awful or I'm defect, yeah of course it's gonna be an awful experience. Whereas actually physically everything is just fine, but it's in people's heads from a young age, and unfortunately yeah, it says what you said, CG. Uh, guys crap a whole lot of on our other guys and our girls they do the same with our other girls it's it's terrible um, which in, in which indeed in in a large in a larger scale in a larger sense of society or a race you might say uh, you'll have a decreased amount of children being created that's <laughs> not the yeah. best term to put it uh, it's good enough. Conceived. Yeah. Maybe conceived is not the right. Hey, Budokan. Well, and the thing is, too, is that also leads to um, us breeding outside of our circles because let's let's just talk from the male perspective because we create a lot of these um, offspring as well. Everybody likes to lay it all at the feet of the women, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the ball. And I'm going to say there are a lot of men or males involved in this, too, because if... They become scared to talk to the females because they think that the females going to think that they're going to have uh, inferior genitals, I guess. Or at least that's one of the, the root things to get all uh, Freudian about it. Um, which, uh, ah, fuck that dude. Anyways, it leads to confident issue, confidence issues which can lead to um, fertility issues because... You're not using it. You're you're not carrying yourself with confidence, and you're less aggressive, which leads to other issues. You're, you're less likely to stand your ground. You're less like it leads to performance issues because I've talked to some young guys where this creeps so hard into the back of their head. Sometimes they become physically incapable of um, of performing, and if you can't perform, guess what? You can't do. You can't make babies. So this needs to be stopped, and, and when, when guys see other guys doing it, we need to put a stop to it. We need to step in and ask him, well, uh, like if I'm calling um, Ike a pencil dick, for instance, or saying that he's got tiny balls, because I'm, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm not necessarily trying to hurt him in that way. But then Hans is there. Hans, Hans should step in and say, what, are you staring at him while he's taking a shower? Are you peeping through the... The keyhole, why are you looking at his junk? How do you know how big it is? Or girls stepping up and just start laughing at the notion saying, no, 
No, I know that's not true. It doesn't make the, the woman look like a, a, a whore either to say that. It's just, well, I could I can see the lump in, in the pants. I know that, you know, his is bigger than mine. Whatever. I mean, comedy is, is a real thing, and there's all kinds of different ways that we can combat this. But in, the reality of it is, is we are harming each other, and it's encouraged by those that aren't us. We are as much, if not more, to blame than the people that first introduced this notion. Because then we're like, ha ha, this is funny, and we continued it. Into the, the, the position where it becomes detrimental. Because if you have a young, a young man, for instance, that's unsure of himself. So he's afraid to approach females. Guess what? The non-white females are not a, afraid to approach that male. That white male. And he's getting positive... He's getting positive um, reactions from all the other females except for our own. So who is he most likely to breed with? If she's like, oh, he's strong. Oh, isn't he so big? Look at how manly he is. Uh, she'll even talk about about his uh, about his penis and how she knows white guys. All the white guys, they're big. She'll she'll talk about it in front of other people and stand her ground for that male. Who is he then most likely to go go for? Her who's standing up for him and saying that she likes him even though he is outside of her group and there's all this social stigma around him or the white woman who doesn't say anything. Silence is, silence is acceptance to fling a lefty term out there. Yeah. Well, is it true? Not because they say the the truth for that one time <laughs> that they suddenly have a total claim on it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it's worth bringing up uh, that the focus should be that you know all of this destruction uh, that is you know I, I'll say it again. It all begins for with teenagers, right? Because they don't quite know who they are yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at all the gender dysphoria being pushed. That also has a whole lot to do with that now that I think about it. Well, yeah, and, uh, and here's the thing. is like the one leads to uh, feminization. Feminization leads to gender dysphoria. Well, I, I've, I've got a small penis, and I'm a small guy because he's been starved for health's sake. And, um, oh, yeah, everybody tells me I look good when I cut my hair in this feminine way. Everybody tells me how smart I am when I talk like a girl. Everybody tells me how great I look when I wear these soft, effeminate clothes. You can see how this leads to, well, maybe I'm actually just a girl. Well, and I'd like to bring this up because when I used to work at a deli, most of my coworkers were females. Most of my uh, customers were female. If I spoke in my normal voice at the time, I would actually end up, you know, I would end up with someone getting offended. Like, why is he mean to me? Why is he this? So I would unnaturally heighten my voice mm -hmm. because it kept them, it kept the customers from thinking I was being aggressive and it kept my coworkers from getting pissy. Right. And then eventually I just couldn't stop. And that's when I came up here and I sounded like a Right. Faggot. Even, even had the full on lisp. Yeah. Because he, the lisp is more, more acceptable because then you're not quite so, uh, 
He's not so aggressive. Well, and it doesn't help that you know I'm a six foot two burly guy. Even even though I was a skeleton and effeminate, uh, I'll well, and, admit when I first got up somebody here. Somebody here they they bring up competition. Competition amongst our people is good. It is not healthy though when you're knocking the other person down. It's healthy when you got like the manly man and he's held up on a pedestal and he's like, yes, all men can be like me, and everybody's trying to. To all the males are trying to exceed him, or same with females. <clears throat> so we herald the heroes, not to knock everybody else down, but so that everybody can achieve that and more. So competition is good, but not in the way that we're doing it. We're not. Most people are trying to make themselves be better. They're trying to make everybody else feel worse. That's where it gets twisted. Good. I've, uh, this is actually something that our ancestors did in the past. We used to have, and it's, it's, we still, we still practice this, but it's in a horribly warped way. We used to have something called May Kings and May Queens, and it's not that they were literal kings or what have you, but these were every, every other spring, you would have a boy and a girl, um, who were considered the most beautiful. You know, a combination of beauty, talent, a good character, uh, basically every virtue of our people in one person, you might say, and the best example of that at still a very young age. And they were held up as a May King or a May Queen. And why, why did they do that in part? Well, because it's fun, but also because these people... You know, or these these two uh, youngsters would be exemplary to the other youngsters, and today, yeah, that's we still do it in a very warped fashion. But to how am I going to uh, put this? But to have you know, yeah, to to have that encouragement, to have that uh, that older one to look at and say, oh. You know, there is there is a bit of competition that's going on there because the other boys there, they you know they will try to outdo one another to get the best partner once they get of a certain age and vice versa. The girls do it as well. There is that kind of competition, but there is no undercutting one another there. There is only self growth, and that is essential. I mean, there is something you know there is that dirty competition that is typically anti-white, non-white stuff, where you know. You have just a miserable, useless individual who refuses to become better and sees in a by consequence of others, you know, living up to their full potential. Mm-hmm. These miserable creatures will try to kick, you know, kick the, their feet out from under them in whichever way, slander, uh, or, you know, calling them names, saying that they are defect, saying that they are, that they should be ashamed of themselves, that they should feel guilty, all of that stuff. And why I bring this up is for two, yeah, for the two main points of we need to look, we need to outcompete one another in being virtuous, in doing the right thing, which is standing up for ourselves and for our people in general. Whereas at the same time, we need to keep an eye out for those who are attempting to undercut us and deal with that. You know, stay within the law, but do it ruthlessly, because these kind of undercutting uh, miserable. You know, scumbags. They are the. They are one of the big causes why so many people today are so miserable. 
uh, I guess I just wanted to throw that in there. You know? Well, there's, there's something to think about. There's so many issues, um, and I'm not going to lay lay everything at the the women's feet um, because it's the guys too. If um, because one of the most common things I've heard girls complain about is my butt's so small. I got a flat butt. I don't. I don't have a uh, or I got a flat butt. And then they try to laugh it off, but you can hear if you listen, you can actually hear the pain in their voice. And I should not be able to have a female just suddenly get interested in me or to bring them to tears oddly by telling them, well, I like a small butt because it fits nicely in my hand. Yeah. And there's a nice little curve to it. It, it, This should not be a thing, people. If I say something like that, it should should actually receive an honest laugh of, ha, 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 that's true. Not, oh my goodness, somebody likes me. Somebody thinks some part of me is beautiful. I mean, I, I even, I've commented on it before, is our women are the most beautiful. And sometimes it's the things they don't even think about. It's actually one of the reasons that when I found out, like, vellus hair removal is a, a thing that our women will get. I was horrified because, like, this is going to sound weird to some people, but those little, like, uh, shimmery vellus hairs that kind of look like uh, golden sideburns. Like, mm-hmm. not full-on sideburns like men get, but, like... These um, these shimmery golden strands that kind of frame the face. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. It's really beautiful. Well, I've, I've noticed, too, that there's issues where, like, a guy will try paying a compliment to a girl. And here's the thing, girls. Uh, us guys, we're, we're kind of dense when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So a guy will be like, oh, you're so pretty. I love your eyes. Oddly, and I've, I've also witnessed this. Girl receives that compliment from a white guy. Oh, he's just trying to get my pants. Receives that very same compliment from a non-white who says the exact same words. And she's like, oh, he, 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 Why are we shooting down the compliments from our own group? It, it's, it's, it just boggles my mind. Well, and one thing that I think is very important to bring up is we've been, they've taken the beauty standards of all races and mm-hmm. jammed them together. Mm-hmm. So the, the, they've taken beauty standard, most of the beauty standards are against what we are. In fact, even though, Even while they're claiming in public that they're white beauty standards, they're not. Well, it's like you have to have these shredded ripped abs. It's possible, but white people have to get to starvation mode, which is unhealthy. Um, or you need to manscape all of the hair off your body. While putting Rogaine on your head so that you don't go bald. Yes, you need to moisturize your face and hands. You need to it, 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 you need to be so thin that you can wear skinny jeans. Oh, don't worry about your fertility. It'll come back. Well, or, or here's this. You, you got a girl with, I don't know, B-cup tits. She's like, oh, I wish I had bigger titties. Uh... The bold guy, like myself, will tell the woman, well, you know, white women on average have larger tits than the rest of the humanoid species in the world, which includes the B-cups. Because it's true. I mean, there's been a lot of of studies and comparisons on basically our, uh, our sexual organs. Well, and one big thing that you've actually brought up, because you've actually talked to women that have had babies... 
that when they get pregnant, their breasts actually grow much larger. Yeah. So they could start out with small breasts, and they actually get well. And when they I, I met children. like I met uh, one woman. Um, she was flat, actually completely flat chested as an adult female. She she apparently had the nipples. I mean, I didn't do anything with her, but she had the adult nipples, but no breasts to go with it. She got pregnant, and then. Um, she actually expanded, she says quite painful, but she expanded to a D cup. And then after her kid came off from the, um, the, the breastfeeding cause she breastfed, she went down to a C cup. So she went from having no breasts to a C cup and all it took was a child. Well, it's like, um, like they're bringing up that porn is damaging and it is. But it's not the inherent naked form that's bad. Like the pinup girls. People mm-hmm. like to make fun of the pinup girls. That was a major boost to well, and We all know porn is bad, so I want to just gloss over that. Yes, yeah. porn bad. There, now we can move on. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Um, but there, there's things like... There, there, there's issues where... Like males attacking males, for instance. Um, this girl that we know, Kelty, um, she introduced... Her, I think, I think their their husband now. They they have a baby. Uh, introduced him on on camera. First thing all the guys did was he's so fat. I was one of the very few males that said he is at the perfect size to start putting on muscle, which is true because we're built like bears. Yeah, and really, you need that. I mean, any any guy that lifts weights or or tries to be get big, he understands you have to put on fat. Before. before you can put on muscle. Well, it's called the bulking phase. Yes. And before before we get too far ahead, I think it would be good for the females to say their end of that. Because we've talked about what it's like for men with these inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to get the females. But before we do that, I'd like to start with saying, Hailstorm, you have beautiful wheat-colored hair. And Myobi, you have the sweetest smile. All right. Okay, and before we get into the females, uh, I just noticed the time, so I'm going to cut for a commercial break. Uh, thank you. <laughs> right, and, and our women are beautiful. That's that's all there is to it. Um, well, b- before I, I let you go go on, I nearly brought a male to tears, myself included, at the mere concept of a woman walking, having... The intestinal fortitude, the caring enough to walk up to a, a male, uh, look him dead in the eyes, and just tell him that he's beautiful. Not handsome, not cute, nothing like that, and then quick giggle and run away. But to sincerely tell him that he's beautiful. It's something that we never hear. We hear how we're ugly. We hear how we look like a girl. We look like this. We we'll put on more more weight, take off weight, put on more muscle. We hear all this stuff. Nobody ever tells us that we're beautiful. And I um, I want to add something to that. That's worthwhile looking at, guys. Think you know. You really. I'm gonna. This is a little bit of an exercise. I'm going to propose to you, and you do it whenever you please. But whenever you have time for a bit of rest, and you have nothing else in your mind, just stand somewhere quiet and maybe close your eyes and think for a moment, you know, about the, the, the beauty standards that are being pushed. And 
uh, maybe even also you know the diet standards that are being pushed on our on our people. It doesn't take long if you know who we are, if you know what we need, if you know where we come from, historically and geographically, that everything that is pushed as beautiful and as healthy and what have you is the inverse of who we are. You maybe a few examples. Vegetarianism and veganism. Other races do, you know, there are other races out there who do not need to consume as much meat as we do. Actually, I think whiteies are the biggest meat eaters of us all because we're kind of, you know, we're predators. predators. Yeah, I was about to say, we're kind of the apex, even. And guess what? What we, what we require, why do we require it? Because we are big. We have a lot of muscle on us. We, you know, we have bigger bones in general. We are, uh, and we need that extra layer of fat that you get out of meat, not from vegetables, because we have winters to survive that other <laughs> yeah. races do not necessarily have to. Which we need that bitch. little bit of extra layer, which, and you know what? It's actually healthy for us. No, that doesn't mean that you need to have a gut that's dangling over your belt, but it means that to be a bit bigger, to to have a bit of a layer of fat is good for us in general. You have also a few wolf type bodies who are a bit more leaner naturally. Right. But those Which are there's nothing up. right, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to force yourself into that position, that is where the problem comes in. Which I see a lot of our guys doing. There's no problem if you are naturally lean, guys. I am not calling you a pencil neck. The people I'm calling a pencil neck are the ones that intentionally seek that body build. They will starve themselves. They they run their freaking guts out. Uh, you know, uh, I've told you before, the strongest man I ever knew in my, in my life, physically strongest, not emotionally strongest, not mentally strongest, the physically strongest guy I ever met in my entire life, he was a whopping five foot two, 120 pounds. This man had no business being as strong as he was based off from how he looked. And he ate like three linebackers. He was just tiny, but man, was he strong. Well, and uh, it's also important to point out, has anyone ever, like, I know most of us... And never run a step. The man did not believe in running. Well, I want to bring this up. I know most people haven't met, like, wolves, but we've met big dogs. Everybody's met at least one big dog. Even if they're built literally for speed, these dogs, they do not have pencil necks. No. No, they, they are built like wads of muscle. So if you're a naturally small guy, you don't have to get big to be a man. But don't starve yourself to be small. Don't gorge yourself to be big when your body is screaming at you to be small. We have both these body types for a reason. But uh, let, let's move into the girls before uh, I get to another place where I have to uh, have to cut. Uh, Hailstorm is unfortunately at work, so the best she can do is uh, listen in. Who what? Hailstorm's at work, so the best she can do is listen in. But Miobi, I think it's good to get the uh, the feminine and Hans side. And Hans keeps this trying to say something. What is it that you're trying to say, real quick, Hans? So it's not only that. It's yeah. I also wanted to go a little bit into you know it's what you brought up before, Tao. Uh, Harry, look at all these models. They are they're completely hairless, most of them, right? And guess what? No. Our people is also hairy. Why? Because we need our fur. To even our women, and it's not as thick as the guys, but it doesn't need to be. 
guess what? Also our thing, also something typical for our people. And as I say of this, bear it in mind, please. So when you see a young person or just anyone of our people at this point, who has been their entire life exposed to the idea of that whatever is typical and normal for our people is hideous and ugly and anything that isn't fashionable, tell them no. These fashion gurus or whatever they call themselves, they can go screw themselves. They're the most, it's just sadistic what they're doing to our people and nothing else. Bear that in mind, please. And tell that to people around you when they feel a bit off. Yes, you should always exercise and look good. But in our own way, in our people's way, which tends to mean big, hairy, burly. And that's actually what I wanted to add to that. Built like yeah. bears, wolves, and boars. Well, to prime the pump for yeah. Yobi, some of the, the most common things I've heard women rag on each other about. Breast size, butt size, and when they hack their hair off short, and this isn't a slam on you, but because I know that you got shorter hair, but you're growing it out, is when women cut their hair really, really short, the other women will then turn around and encourage that. Be like, oh, that's so cute. When really our hair uh, has tends to grow out long and wavy. It's not straight and lank like the like the Asians. It's long and and lanky or long and wavy and it has tendency to um not for all of our women but a lot of our women have um bounce to it yeah it has bounce and volume to it and and some women like yourself even uh and i think it was your last video or video before you talked about your how your hair gets frizzy so what's your take yeah. on these things well i have a couple of points i'd like to bring up if that's okay um, the one thing, like you guys were talking about women that will go for the black guy because they think that they're going to get, you know, it's going to be better with them. And, and yeah. there's that whole, thing, you know, what I've seen with with many men is the Asian thing. I've seen so many guys, so many of our, our men that will go for Asian women because they find them exotic or they find them mysterious. And I, I see a lot of white girls with black guys but i see a lot of white guys with asian women yes and it's which is like, part of what i was talking about is that yeah i mean that's that's another another problem and it's like again as we've talked about within our own people we do have so much diversity you know you have the red-headed women the blonde women red you know dark hair you have so much you don't need to go to another race to find something that's different or have a variety you know what i mean well and if i just want to get this out there if anyone wants to ruin asians for people look up uh viral asian makeup tutorial reaction videos yes oh yeah those are insane like these women they put like they reconstruct their entire faces with with makeup like makeup that maybe they would use in movies for like you know making creatures and stuff like that it's it's absolutely insane it explains why they're so good at cosplay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is how crazy Asian level makeups are, and I even I praise the Asians occasionally. A lot of their groups have some really cool stuff. Their men are so effeminate that just doing the same makeup the women do can make them look like women. Yes, they just put on wigs on top of it. Well, actually, a lot of the women will put on wigs so they can get that specific the, the, hair yeah, color. They make themselves look as white as possible. Is what they do. Yeah, yeah. 
And as far as, you know, like I, with, with women tearing other women down, I, I don't think it's so much, you know, the breast size and that sort of thing. I've never experienced that anyway. What I see more of, it's more like, oh, look at what she's wearing or look at how her makeup is. Kind of like what I said in my video. I find right. women tear each other down more like that as opposed to unless a woman's like overweight maybe they'll say oh she's too fat or whatever mm -hmm. which is another problem we have with our women is that you know it's normal for women to have a little bit of meat on their bones like that's the way we're meant to be we're not meant to be super skinny like anorexic skinny we're obviously not meant to be obese we're also not meant to be super muscular and in fact hailstorm and i were talking about this last night this, I see such a push now for women to lift weights, to bodybuild, to, you know, and, and I don't think that's good for women. I don't think women should do that. Yes, you should exercise. You should be healthy. There are ways to get naturally toned without lifting weights like a dude. And I can't imagine any man really wants a woman that has biceps bigger than his. I well, just. It's not you know? even that so much. It's that it's that bulky look that they get. It's yeah. Because really, here's the thing, because I've heard women say, well, men don't want women that's taller than they are. Uh, I've only heard that a couple times. Most men don't give a shit. No, um, they don't. They also don't like their, most of the men, males that I've talked to don't like their women to feel like marshmallows. They like there to be a little bit of something there. Um, right. But they right. also don't want them to be land whales. Because that's yeah, unhealthy. Yeah. So right. it, it's, it's. All of this, and I've met women before that when they're standing there relaxed, they definitely look like the epitome of femininity, but yet mm -hmm. they still do have biceps. They're just different. Uh, they, it is different. You can tell when it's natural, like just from like normal activity or something like that, that you will get toned. There's a difference between that and getting all, like you said, bulky and stuff from right. lifting weights. Uh, like there's, there's no big... there's no problem with a woman splitting firewood. But don't use no, the splitting no. ball. Use the axe. Use something right. that you can actually handle. Don't use the... Yeah, like my splitting balls, they're ridiculously heavy even for men. My splitting balls, I like them when they start getting right around 50 pounds. Most men struggle with that. Uh, so, yeah, Miobi, you probably don't want to pick up my, my splitting mall except for maybe to carry it from point A to point B, set it down maybe a couple times on the way. But there's no problem with you splitting splitting firewood or kindling with an axe or, or a hatchet. You get lots of exercise. The thing isn't ridiculously heavy, so you're not straining yourself, and you're getting physical ac exercise, you, you, and you pick up your burning fat picking up muscle mass well and then like right women used to carry the babies with them as much as they could to help carry in the firewood i mean the women in my family did all the things that men did just in a different way like they didn't use the splitting malls they used the axes um they would help us stack up the firewood they wouldn't move the big blocks of wood and if they did they didn't pick them up like us guys did because it's fucking heavy they would roll them because wood is round because we we burned firewood when i was growing up so, yeah, women can do all the same things that, that men can do as far as physical activity goes. It's just done differently. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, it's the straining part, which is what I think that you're talking about. And the, uh, the same issue, but in reverse, uh, where guys will starve themselves and then do all this cardio to be these lean, mean fighting machines of 110 pounds. 
or that's their goal, and women will go the opposite direction where they're eating these hyper-specialized diets and lifting extremely heavy weights to get this big, burly build. Well, and here's the thing is, white men, we do like strong women, but that has been horribly misrepresented over and over again. Well, yeah, and it, because it's not, it's this, it's not natural. You know, it's, yes, women can be physically strong. You know, how many times have you heard stories of like when a woman, her, her kids are in danger, all of a sudden she pulls up the strength, she might lift the car off of her kids. You know, right. we do have that strength. We do have that physical right. capacity for strength. But, you know, when you're, when you're forcing it almost with lifting weights and right. whatnot, like number one, what, well, how is that damaging essence, your hormones? And your in, in essence, what we're talking about is balance. Strike a freaking balance. Don't go mm-hmm. to, don't run yep. to one extreme or the other extreme. Find that balance and be there, which and I, I you'll think be is healthier. You'll be happier. It's just it's that's the way we we're supposed to be. Well, and I think really that's a lot of what paganism is about is it's to teach us that balance space in the middle so that we don't run off to this extreme or that extreme. We can find that this this middle area. Well, it's like um, one of the fem- things the feminists always push is well, all these women were killed in the the witch trials. So were a lot of men, and a lot of men were also killed during the werewolf sort of trials. And then there's all the men and women that died trying to protect from Christianity even getting that far. So this whole, it was all just an attack on the females, is, it's just a lie. And I'm not trying to insult females here, I'm just saying it's, we've both been fighting to protect the other for a long time, and it's only recently the narrative's been twisted in this way where we're fighting right. each other. And we've pretty much stopped We've stopped that defense, which is why we end up where where we where we're at now. But um, uh, here's uh, uh, another thing. And oh, I've, can I've, I say one more thing real quick yeah, before you? Ahead. Okay, I just and this is from a woman's perspective. Okay, this whole idea of wholesome and this whole neo puritan thing, it like. It's got to go. Like, there's nothing wrong with being wholesome. I'm not saying that. You know, but this neo-Puritan thing that's going on, it, it needs to stop. Because people are taking that way too far in the extreme, too. And I see that more and more in, in the pagan communities. I see it in the white positive sphere. And it's just, like, people have got to relax. Like, there's nothing wrong with relaxing and having fun and enjoying yourself like it not saying you got to be a whore but you know you don't have to be a nun either and i think that's people are just going too far in the other direction and i don't think that's good either i just wanted to put that in there well and we've been honest before we've talked about like the the witch on the outside of town there is a decent chance some of them were totally dtf in many cases it's not that that would have been always the case or like how a lot of Wiccans will present witchcraft as like ooga booga stuff and then ignore the thing like taking care of the elderly or helping the sick or all these things. Like they completely ignore all these aspects that a, a, a witch or a wise woman would have been expected to do. Uh, and I've, I've noticed, um, well, I've noticed as well, it's been very much prevalent in a lot of it is. A lot of these, uh, like you say, neo-Puritan people, I mean, um, if you, they're literally one step away 
you know, if you put a turban and a bloody goat fetish, they're pretty much a Muslim with the way they're going in, but under Sharia law, with how that, you know, they can't wear any form of clothing that reveals even a pinky toe, you know, or do anything. I think to myself, you know, it's you've gone too far the other way, uh, as we were saying um, in the pre-show. And like you said, the balance needs to be issued. And don't get me wrong, uh, modern society now, you see it everywhere. Everywhere you go, you've got adverts where you've got some, you know, pretty lass out there has got a tits out in bloody designer lingerie somewhere, which, you know, they're trying to sell it. But And it's on every media format, even in daytime television. You know, you, you watch, I watched, uh, I went around to my friend's house the other day and it was on the children's TV show because she's got a little lad. It was on the kids' TV and it was an advert and it was an advert for, I don't know what it was now, it was, it was Perfume. And I'm trying to think, you know, she's walking around in almost her birthday soon. And so I can understand some ways where you're coming from in terms of, you know, suppressing it because it is everywhere. But the problem is, is that you end up turning into the extreme of the, what you're trying to, how do I put it? You end up going too far the other way, you know. So you end up sort of being more, like you said, like a Puritan, you know, like the debauchery and the... All that does need to stop, but the problem is, is that you will have what you know. You will end up sort of being a militant Christian in some ways, or a militant uh, Muslim. You know, to be honest, that's what it comes across as. I see it. Obviously, I'm in different Discord servers, and you see it all the time on there. About you get people on there who you have two extremes. You have those who are pretty degenerate, and you have those who are, you know, so how to put it, you know, prudish. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've noticed that a lot of times people will just, when they get into our spheres like paganism, they will maintain the Christian mindset but switch out a lot of words. And I was really surprised when I came across a pagan that did not even acknowledge there was a difference in mindset. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, how do you get this far and not realize that there's a difference between how we think versus how another group will think? A completely different way of thinking. Oh, like they'll use uh, anti-white or um, degenerate or frith or a dharmic if you're in the Hindu crowd to basically argue this um, this absolutely nonsensical method of um, uh, of basically just anything you don't like. It's like. The left always, anything they don't like is Hitler. And then when we get into our spheres, there's this habit where everyone goes, the everything I don't like is Jewish route. Mm-hmm. And then if you can, if you switch to that, it's like everything I don't like is degenerate. Everything I don't like is against Frith. Everything I don't like is Adharmic. Everything I don't like is, I don't know, pick a word. Right. Uh, and a lot of people that, will even use it for anti-white. Um, it, there are things that are against our people, but they've started to just use it. They've started leaning on anti-white the same way as everybody else leans on the word racist, which is just as bad. Yes. Uh, Dreadwolf, if you had something you wanted to say? Well, yeah, I mean, you're touching on something I've noticed as well, is that everything bad is this. You know, because it ends up being a blame game where everything that's bad, you end up blaming on a certain group or certain people. And... You know, sometimes the actual problem is yourself. Yeah, and it's over the left. They go, everyone here is a Nazi when they are completely, totally self-aware of their own problems. They are the masters of their own downfall. And we're seeing that now. 
the what I can actually see as well is there's a lot of people in our group who aren't as self-aware as they think so they blame a lot of the problems on like you said they blame it on the Jewish they'll blame it on uh, Marxist communist anti-white or you know I can name them off if you and it detracts them from what the actual issue is if you see what I mean I'm glad to some of those could be um, people who are just literally infiltrating groups uh, glowies as they're known you know and they are out there but um like I said the sometimes the issue is is that stop blaming these people when actually sort of think to yourself you know um, are we is this an issue of our own creation because if we don't then basically we're not going to get anywhere if we're not able to actually identify a problem of our own creation because right. that's exactly what's happening to the other side of the spectrum. Well, and really, I would say that this whole degeneracy debate is um, it's a distraction. And really, if it's psych psychologically damaging, it's probably degenerate. But there's a whole lot of um, intention behind it. Like uh, nude sunbathing is being brought up in the live chat at the moment. Is it degenerate to nude sunbathe? I would say... In your yard, probably not. In your yard, across the from a elementary school, probably at least the very least bumping up against it. Well, it's like especially if you're doing it specifically for the children to see you nude. Or if so, there is intention involved there. Is it degenerate to have sex? No, with the loved one. No. Is it degenerate to film it? Uh, now you're getting into a gray area. Is it degenerate to film it and then sell it as pornography? Yes. Then you're into the yes zone. But even up to the point where you're just filming it because you want it for you, I mean, it's weird and it's kind of odd. But I mean, uh, hey, yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say if it's for private for private use. But uh, that's where the issue comes in, and one of the reasons why you notice I don't really have a tendency to use the word degenerate very often is because it is far too subjective. And there's a lot of intentions behind it. But it'd be like if, um, I don't know, if if uh, somebody's nude sunbathing in their yard and then they invite me over um, and I come over and I'm uncomfortable with them being nude. Um, if I stay, is does that now make what they're doing degenerate? Not necessarily. Does it me staying? Is that degenerate? I would say yes. Me staying while I'm uncomfortable is degenerate because I'm psychologically harming myself. Now, let's go the other way and say that I like it. If I become sexually aroused, does that mean I'm a degenerate just because the other person is is uh, laying out there naked? I would say uh, no. Well, this is basically... Because this should, especially currently at this time, it should be kind of ex expected. That somebody's going to become aroused or overly interested. Well, and I'll bring this up. What is degenerate pretty much comes down to this. And I will give credit where credit's due. I think this was a like a few years ago, this was a show that I think No White Guild had. But they actually defined degenerate. And instead of defining like the act, what they did was they actually broke the word down. Generate or generative is creation, new life. Mm -hmm. Degenerate is something that actively destroys something. Right. That is that is the difference. 
Like, sex itself is not an inherently degenerate act. It's actually an inheritively degenerate it, It's act. almost like trying to discuss the concepts of good and evil. Yeah, it's it's not a one-for-one. One. It's context. It's how they're done. It's why they're done. It, it, it's a lot of things. So, uh, to lean on these words is actually degenerate because it, it's crippling. Um, it... Because I could go through and describe the entirety of the world as being anti-white. If I really wanted to. And I could explain why everything in the world is anti-white. So I should not lean on that word. It doesn't mean I can't use it, or that phrase. doesn't mean I can't use it. just means I should not lean on it. If I cannot describe it without using that, then there's an issue. Well, even drugs, because... There, a lot of the recreational drugs that exist now, they are effectively... Um, they're medication. They're medications that have been abused. Yeah. Like, it's, if... Um, Go ahead. Sorry, uh, I mean, like, like you said, like you said, like med- medical uh, purposes. I mean, I knew a guy who, say he's not around here anymore, but every single waking moment he was alive was absolute agony, so he had a split, so it didn't hurt. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not promoting everyone go out and bloody get high as a kite, but you run into the danger of, how to put it, basically banning it for any reason at all, same as alcohol. You know, um, I think we had a discussion a long time ago, uh, me and uh, CG, about being drunk and drinking isn't bad, but being a drunken fool is. Yes. And yeah. it, that that concept applies to everything. It doesn't matter. It could be watching Looney Tunes. If you do it all the time, it be, it becomes a problem. If you cannot walk away from this childish cartoon for thirty seconds without feeling like you need to rush back to it, you have a problem. It it's not the fault of the cartoon for existing or the the hammer example I give all the time. Don't blame the hammer for breaking the window. You blame the guy that swung the hammer. Well, and I'll, I'll bring up something of myself, and then we should probably get But does back that in. mean that we should ban the hammers? Absolutely not. Well, and I, I'm going to get into something, and then we can probably get back into the real uncomfortable bits, because we've sort of... We're, we're due, to com- due to comfort zones, we pull away from it. Yeah. But I want to bring up, like, there is something degenerate I do. I eat way too many sweets. I'm not going to lie. I have a sweet tooth, but I know that if I eat fruit and uh, honey-based things, I am just healthier. But if I eat what what I've been eating like every once in a while, I'll eat too many cookies or too many fruit snacks or something asinine like that. And I know this is bad for me and I still do it. Fruit snacks, which are not fruit, by the way. No, they are not. I'm talking about actual fruit, like apples and... Right. When you eat those, those are good. Fruit snacks, uh, less so. Well, it's it's natural sugars versus, you know, processed But does that garbage. mean that we need to... That we should ban the fruit snacks? I would say absolutely not. Banning never works. Yeah, I mean, they even did a joke about this in uh, South Park where they banned KFC and all of a sudden there was a KFC smuggling ring. You have a camera? Oh, um... Point of, uh, of the stream. Yes, we probably should. Yeah, I mean, if you really, just to end on it, if you really want to know what banning alcohol does, look at Al Capone and how he got all that power and money. That's what happens. Absolutely. 
it's like they're banning books now. But that's also yeah. <laughs> That'll be that's only because the lefties can't read. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, whatever. Where to jump back in on the initial topic? Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna remark something on what Schnoelfer said earlier. It's it's how you raise our children, right? And that's also why I hammered home a bit earlier is that they are targeting our, our teenagers with this stuff. And now even, I think, younger children do because they know how damaging it is. Right, well, and they've been getting younger and younger with it. Like, I think even three-year-old books now, in some cases, please, if you have young children, check everything before you show them anything. It's everywhere. And they are, you know, the anti-whites of the world are doing that because it has this effect on us. It's, it's, it's make it breaking confidence and it makes it, you know, yeah, difficult for us to have relationships and as a result, eventually also children. But yeah, bearing that in mind, um, yeah, I, I guess that the, that comes to the point of this is why you keep your children away from harmful influences or potentially harmful harmful influences. And why also you should keep your children in your presence. No, public schools do not count. Those are also places where they teach them all of that filth. So yeah, maybe that was worth bringing into it as well. Well, and homeschool your kids. Homeschool them. Don't well, put them into the indoctrination centers. Well, and as far as self-worth goes, and to help pull people back into um, what's natural for us, like these women, they'll go lacquer their nails, and they'll they'll get the, the really long nails, and there's a disturbing number of white women that go and get those ghetto nails. The reason why they do this is because they're told that it's pretty, and they want to be pretty. I mean, Miobi, do you want people to look at you as if you're ugly? I'm going to assume that your silence means absolutely not. That you would much rather be pretty. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I mean, of course I want people to think I'm pretty. You know, that's just natural to feel that way. Right. Well, if you don't do your, if you don't do your nails like everybody else, um, with the, the big, long, three-inch claws, with the the too much lacquer on it, et cetera, et cetera, um, and nobody ever comments on, on how pretty your nails are, but they're always talking about how pretty these big, long, garish abominations are. It, it might encourage you, even if you manage to resist it, encourage you to think, well, I should do this so I can be pretty too. Oh, it did. I mean, I, I don't do that now, but years ago, I used to get I used to get the fake nails and everything. I fell for it because you're... Yeah, I mean, you're told that's what's beautiful. And, you know, you'll get the compliments. Oh, look at your nails. Look how pretty they are. And if you don't have any nail polish on, you don't get compliments like that. So, yeah, everything, what you're right. saying is 100% accurate. Just these little things. So, guys, girls, you see somebody with normal-looking nails. Uh, well, a girl. Um, tell them how pretty their, their fingernails are. Oh, you can see how healthy... How healthy you are because of your nails and yeah they might get uncomfortable about it but it will it's they're only uncomfortable because it goes against the norm we need to make this the norm or if somebody's got overly long nails you don't have to be like oh long nails are gross just say oh i i i just think it's prettier when when the the nails are 
down closer to the end of the fingers so that, you know, they're not constantly chipping and breaking and be more positive about it. Somebody that's, um, that's overweight, don't be like, oh, you fat ass. Oh, you're at now at the perfect stage where you can do this. Come on, let's go do this thing. Let's, I, I don't know. Cause I've done that with guys that were, with guys that was overweight where, um, I was like, oh, you're at that perfect stage, man. You can get built like a freaking boulder. Um, and I like hanging out with you. Come over here. I mean, you got a lot of mass. You can help me move this thing. And I just find things to do where they, they just start helping me move things and, and splitting the wood. And they, they actually did get stronger and stronger. Or if they're so far to the point where, or like a, a female that's overweight. I like your company and I want to go for a walk. Will you go for a walk with me so I got somebody to talk to? Otherwise, I probably won't. Otherwise, I probably won't walk very far. And they'll probably say something like, Oh, I would love to, but I can't walk very far. Well, that's fine. I just mostly want to talk, but I also like walking. So if you get tired, we can stop and take a break, and then we can keep going. Uh, here, let, let's get some waters. And spend time with our people and do things like this. Rather than being like, you're too skinny. You're too fat. Your nails are only beautiful if they're three inches long, hooked around like eagle talons and painted unnatural colors with glitter and smiley faces on them. Yes, and you must have dimples and eyes the size of saucers, and they yeah. must they must look like anime kawaii figures. And Women that hack their hair off, you don't have to tell them that they look ugly with the short hair. Just say something like, oh, you got pretty hair, but I think... It would be so nice if it was out a little bit longer so that you could see the natural bounce that's in it. And I did that, too. I had my hair really short for a long time. Which is why I bring it up, actually, is because yeah. uh, on that one video, you showed some, showed some pictures where your, your hair was uh, nearly as short as mine. Even, it was really short, and it was because I felt like, oh, my hair's so... Because I have really bushy, frizzy curly hair and and like i was meant to feel like oh that's not that's not good so oh cut it off cut it into a pixie or whatever and you'll look so much better and and that's what society makes you feel like like you know if you have curly hair no no you got to straighten it if you have straight hair no no you got to make it curly like nothing is ever the right thing nothing's ever good enough like you're constantly they're constantly throwing all this stuff at you that you're you're never going to reach this imaginary ideal but it, it's affecting all of us psychologically. Right. And once you get away from that, you really do feel so much better. I can honestly say that from my own experience. Right. Did well, you make up and all that? I mean, I, I'm like, I'm so much happier. My husband thinks I look a lot better. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. Well, and if it gets um, really Before big. we continue, let me cut right here. <laughs> all right, that was our commercial break. Go ahead. I was going to say, if it gets really big, you kind of got like a lioness thing going and you could even kind of put it up in like a, a ponytail and all of a sudden you have like a giant witch's broom kind of style haircut. Yeah, going <laughs> especially that, with all my grays in there. <laughs> that, it, would, it would look pretty intimidating. Yep. Pretty soon, both you and me are going to look very wise. Yeah, yes. his, CG's getting, getting his CG's getting his gray coat. <laughs> I am. I, the, I am. We're the elders of the tribe. Too. I am mildly excited <laughs> to become a graybeard. Uh, Me too. I can't wait till all my hair goes. You want away. a graybeard as well? Well, or a beard, whatever. 
that'll work. <laughs> but we, we need to start, we need to start standing up for each other. Um, yeah. Because we come under so much attack, and it doesn't matter. Like it, penis size, it, it shouldn't be, but it is a thing for especially young males. Let them know that this is it's just a false stereotype. Dude, you're, looks like you're hung like a horse. Uh, do you have to get special underwear? Anything like that to boost his fucking confidence a little bit. And guys, you can do that to guys too. It might be awkward. It might be embarrassing. But fuck it. We need to help heal our people. And confidence is a lot of this healing. We are under so much attack. We need to let each other know that... There's nothing wrong with the way that we're supposed to be. Um, if a girl's complaining, because I've actually gotten girls where they was actually talking about getting that, that surgery to permanently remove the vellus hair. And got them to not do it by point. Fortunately, I was in, a, in an area where there's a lot of different people. And I was pointing around at girls with makeup on and how you couldn't see that natural glow. Um, Non-white women and guys and that... that non-white guys that don't have the uh, vellus hair and the guys that do have the vellus hair and pointed out to them that that vellus hair is part of what makes us glow in the light. It's part of what makes us pretty. And then fortunately they decided not to go through with the vellus hair surgery. But just, we need to I just wanted to to jump in and add, add something if I could for one sec. I'm sneaking into work with my phone. Um, That vellus hair removal that always gets pushed on us, especially women. It's called dermaplaning, and it's actually horrible for your skin. Well, and it often and I, destroys. Like your I know system. so so many women who do that regularly, and it causes terrible skin problems. Well, not just skin problems, but yes, it doesn't just cause skin problems. Um, it also then turns into immune uh, immune issues because our vellus hair is. Par- our hair, period, is part of our immune system. Yes, and it's not even just that. The the stem cells at the bottom of our hair follicles, they actually uh, they help us heal faster, and we actually... Keep us younger looking. Yeah, like, have you ever shaved off an old man's beard he's had for 50 years, and all of a sudden underneath it, he looks like he's 12? Except for right around his eyes. Yeah. Right around his eyes, you can tell that he's, that he's been around for a minute, but... His smile is the smile of a young man. Well, and if you, like, if your beard grows up to your eyes, like both of ours are actually trending towards, and you have bushy eyebrows, uh, you kind of basically have, you know, just the eyes, and then the rest of it kind of looks young, maybe a little worn from time. But, but, and don't be afraid to tell people that they look good. I mean, you don't... And avoid complimenting their clothes unless it's a guy that's normally, say, say a guy normally wears effeminate clothes and he wears masculine clothes. Oh, you look good today. Man, you're, you're looking like a manly man. It encourages him to wear those more masculine clothes. Oh, your shoulders look so broad in the, that shirt or whatever. And the same thing with females wearing the, the, the feminine cuts. Oh, that shirt brings out, I don't know, your natural curves. You got to play it by ear, person to person. But in general, avoid the clothing and comment on the sparkle in their eyes, the the set of their shoulders, how narrow their waist is. Uh, for women, their their nails, if, they're, if they don't do them all up. 
Um, for guys, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how to do it with guys that don't cut their fingernails and they end up with the, the long fingernails. I always choose mockery. But, um, oh, as a matter of fact, when they do cut their nails, because I've mocked them for having long fingernails, I then turn around and compliment them for their claws. This is what I'll call them. Oh, oh, you got rid of your nails and you went to paws and claws. It, insinuating that they're more masculine for having the shorter nails. And we need to cut off the the slander and build up what is actually natural for our people because I'm sure everybody in the in the audience has felt ugly. And uh, something I'm working on is learn how to take a compliment. I am not good at taking compliments. My natural reaction is nod my head and say, uh-huh, and then keep right on doing what I'm doing. But a thank you is a good place to start. This is what I've been taught, and this is what I'm practicing. It seems to work, is when somebody gives me a compliment, or I think that they give me a compliment, I say thank you. That's what I try to do. And I'd like to bring this up because the women are talking about uh, hair and removal. It's a feminist thing, which is kind of why it seems a bit corrupted. But honestly, I don't. I, I personally don't have a problem with it. I'm a pretty hairy guy, so I don't really get my. I don't really mind those things, and they weren't really a thing until like 50 years ago. Women didn't shave their their legs. Yeah, or their and and I'm on the fence with that too, because honestly, I don't care if a woman shaves. I mean, I don't want to be braiding the hair. And, and having beads in it. Uh, you know, so some grooming, grooming is appreciated, ladies. But I understand then, too, when I see a woman that doesn't do that, I'm like, ah, she's one of those stinky, sweaty feminists that they're well, disgusting uh, well, you can look because old they have co-opted that. Yes, but you can also find yeah. old pictures of just traditional women like that. And, like, I want to bring this up, first of all, both our men and women have hair everywhere. The Vellus hair is everywhere. Yes. Uh, and I'd also like to just do a name drop. There's a woman from history. Her name's Barbara Van Beck. She had hypertrichosis, which means she had a straight-up fur coat. Yeah, that, that's that woman. You bring her up every now and then. She is oddly pretty. Yeah. I, I, I have is. discovered. She really is. Yeah, I it's... have discovered through this that I prefer my, my women one of two extremes. Either almost nobody hair. So just normal. Or all of it. Yes. All of it. All the way. Full body beard. I actually can't disagree. It's the weirdest (laughs) thing. But having looked at historical pictures, it's either full body or just normal female hair coverage. Yeah. Like the bearded lady doesn't do it for me. Because she's got the normal body hair coverage with the exception of she has a beard. Uh, That is a no-go for me. Uh, it's pro- probably Scottish, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, no, I, I but admit. I mean, it, it's got to be one of the two bit. for I, me. It's either normal body hair coverage or all the way no bearded ladies for me. I admit, me. I don't mind the beard body hair, but I don't like it looking like a stab wound in a gorilla's back either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. Sorry to. Sorry for that image. Uh, That's uh, no, no, whatever. <laughs> but, well, this is a grown-up conversation that we're having, and we're doing it because it's uncomfortable. And sometimes humor is the only way to get over that discomfort. Well, there's actually a movie that came out. I mean, it's special effects, so it's not the a, a person who actually has this. 
But the lion woman. Oh yeah, and you can still tell that she's female, and she's actually pretty. It's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing. I don't. I I wonder if that's just not encoded in like white people. It's the oddest thing though, because like those um, once they achieve hyper uh, hypertrichosis, the full body, the the full body beard, um, they almost look hyper feminine. It is the weirdest thing, and the the males look hyper masculine. Yeah, it's. Well, it's accent. It's like uh, you knew that one guy. He just got like normal extra pelt coverage from not having a shirt on and basically went wild. Man, he actually got kind of this mane going down his like arms and back and yeah, stuff. He told yeah. me about. He, 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 I thought he was wearing a shirt. Turns out it wasn't a shirt. But yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. But we need to come to the defense of the opposite gender and even our own gender we need to start elevating not pushing each other down like i will talk about pencil necks and i've named a few of them (laughs) where i just want to grab them by the neck and squeeze until something pops because they are pencil necks but they're pencil necks because they're going out of their way to be that way if it was just a natural state of being if they was physically active at all and ate actual food they would not be that way but they will run two, five, ten miles a day every day to retain that leanness. They're going out of their way for that rather than doing, you know, walking, a uh, little bit of jogging, maybe some wind sprints, and then moving heavy things. If you're doing that, doing it that way and you are really small, I got no problem. But you can see the difference because the, the ones that go out of their way to look that way, they, they look wrong. There's just something yeah. out of place. And I, I, I've been trying to figure it out, and I still can't figure out what it is. Because it's not necessarily they become effeminate, because some of them don't. But they, they look starved. That's all I yeah, can go with. It's natural. I know, I know a guy who's quite tall. Um, he's not super skinny in that, but he has no substance to him. You know, he's a size of an ocean but has a depth of a puddle if you see what I mean you know, like a modern video game but there's right. no sort of how to, how to put it he's quite a tall bloke uh, he's a good bloke as well I've been mates with him for over 20 years but he's not very intimidating if you know what I mean I mean well, he's taller than me I mean I think he's six three. I'm only 5'9 um, but I can pick him up you know well, lift him over my head you know. and for both males and females if you want to get in good shape, you don't need to lift weights. I mean, if you enjoy lifting weights, knock yourself out. But you don't need to do that. You don't need to run 10 miles a day. Play. Learn how to fucking play. Remember how to play. If you never knew how to play before, learn how to play. Hi. Do a little bit of uh, jogging. Climb some stuff. Go walking. Run Hi. around. Get a ball. Be Hi. silly. Go swimming in the lake. Yeah. Fight a sea monster. That's all that we need to do. We don't need all these special programs. We don't need all these special diets. All we have to do is just start playing with each other. Learn to have fun. Learn to smile. Learn to laugh. Encourage others to do the same thing. Uh, don't hand out compliments just because somebody's sad. Um... Because it means less. It, it means less than nothing when you do that. If somebody's like, oh, 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 I'm so ugly. And you're like, no, you're not. You're so beautiful. It means at that moment, less than nothing. But to tell them that they're beautiful when they're... Just because it's Tuesday. That means something. 
And, and even that is getting um, um, under attack. I mean, I, my well, former boss, I was his apprentice. I worked with him. Uh, still. Well, in some places, it's all. Uh, um, in some places, I'm asking people to break the law because in some places, it is against yeah. the law to tell somebody that they look good. Well, it's exactly what happens at this workplace. If someone literally just went up to a woman and said that she was wearing a nice skirt. Nothing else, nothing offensive, nothing impeding on her person. He just said, no, she's wearing a nice, quite long skirt. And she said it looked quite nice. Just saying that, you know, your clothing looks nice. And he got put up for tribunal for that. And that's he... To me, I don't see what's wrong with just going up to someone you know. Someone... Well, and where was the women coming to his defense saying... All he did was say she was wearing a nice skirt. Where was the women coming to his defense? Where are the men coming to the defense of the woman? It needs to go in both directions. Because I'm sure there was guys that stepped up and said, well, all he did was say that she was wearing a nice skirt. In that situation, that means nothing. If women stepped forward and said, well, she wasn't wearing a nice skirt, and all he did was let her know. Well, now you have a completely different conversation. We need to defend each other. Absolutely. I had a relatively awkward moment, but it sticks with me because it was a surprisingly deep comment, but I was working at a job and I don't know what the conversation was about, but I just said, oh no, I just look average. And my coworker, she, she accidentally blurted out, what are you talking about? You look like a German God. And CG can, CG knows what I look like when I first got up here. So yeah. 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 We'll not discuss that. But I, I mean, if, if nothing else, you can get all like goofy and be like, "Oh, gosh, thank you." I mean, there's different ways to handle these situations, but always try to be positive. Like you can, me and Hans was talking earlier. Like you, you, especially if you're single, guys, don't be afraid to speak. And women understand you can pass all the hints to a guy in the world. He doesn't get it. You have to be blunt. Let, let, if you think a guy is good looking, you have to walk up to him. Grab him by the shirt, drag him down to eye level, and say, "You are beautiful." Otherwise, I he can't will not believe it. That. This, this is this is how oblivious guys are. These are actual stories. These aren't things that happen to me, but these are actual stories. Woman invites guy over, says, "I only have one bed, and that I sleep in the nude." Guy doesn't understand it. Woman comes out in the middle of the night, says, "He volunteers to sleep on the couch." Yes. Woman comes out of the room in the middle of the night says, I'm cold. He gives her a blanket and says, here you go, go back to bed. We are oblivious girls. We are. It, or another... I, I'm uh, terrible. One woman actually I, went so I, hard where she was practically humping the guy's leg and he still didn't get it. It, 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 it this is how oblivious we are and it's one of the reasons even saying something like because i've had girls grab me by the shoulders turn me so i was looking them square in the eye and said i like you what went through my stupid male brain she wants to be friends that's what went through my stupid male brain girls guys are oblivious guys you guys think some of that is because part of it is training yeah like do you Men have been made so afraid because they don't want to be accused of rape and this and that. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Which which does happen, unfortunately. I've known it that as is, someone put that is part of it. They, yeah. That is part of it. But 
You also have to understand that part of our nature is we are a bold people. We used to have competitions to which then the girls would compete with each other and they would blatantly line up guys and girls across from each other and have the girls go, like, I've described uh, that game, Steal the Maiden, right? So how, how uh, I'm not going to go through how the game is played, but they line the guys up, they line the girls up, then the game is played, each girl getting a turn being carried. Because it's a game, obviously guys are picking the smallest girls first so that they can potentially score because it's easier to, to run with, I don't know, 90 pounds than 210 pounds. Uh, <laughs> but after that, then they're lined up again, and the girls approach the males. And then they have to dance dance with it. It's the way that our minds work in part is we are completely fucking oblivious unless the girls are coming to us and obviously competing with each other. And this is the environment that this is done in. Other than that, we're dumb as blocks. Well, and here is part of what I think it is, is us as men, this is going to sound ridiculous in comparison to what the modern society says. On average, the women approach the men. This is even in some of our uh, traditions, like the um, the midsummer floral wreath. Well, shit, there's a, an entire story around it uh, with the, the onion and the goat and the... Oh, the uh, house slog. Yeah, there's an entire story around it. He wanted to make sure that she actually wanted to be with him. <coughs> well, it's... um. What it is is that men boast, and then the women that like him will actually try to get him, and then they can prove it. It's because us as men, at least our our species, our race, I mean, women will get uncomfortable when men come up to them. But if the woman approaches the man first, the man knows the woman likes him. Right. And, then and I understand this understand. is entirely terrifying and utterly crushing to a woman for a woman to hit on a guy and then the guy rejects her which i think is in part why it used to be done the way it was done whereas like a competition because if you're going to lose out then you better lose out to somebody that's better yeah it's why like big summer festivals even to this day there's strength competitions there's beauty competitions like the 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 state fair queen or something like that or uh the there's strongman competitions rodeos uh Beard competitions, right. baking well, that, competitions. That's the way that we used to do it, which I think is actually closer to our nature. So I think part of it is our nature, part of it is training. Um, where we're taught to not approach each other, and then, oh, a girl can't talk to a guy without want, wanting to jump his bones? Ah. So then we overcorrect to the point where no girl wants to jump our bones unless she comes right out and says it. Well, it's like. So it's, it's overcorrection. Well, it's also like those... Uh, um, does that answer your question, I hope, Miobi? That it's a little bit of Yo. both? Hello? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I lost what you said. I'm sorry. Say oh. that again? I, I was just asking if that answers your question. It's actually just a little bit of both. One, we're dense. Yeah. Two, we're trained to... to because we hear things like, what, a girl can't be friends with a guy? What, a girl can't talk to a guy without her wanting to jump his bones? And we hear all this, so we overcourse correct. Right. So we're already dense, and then you throw this on top of it, which creates this really weird, uh, this really weird, weird dynamic. Um, 
And I'm actually asking the guys to do something that is, we're, we're bold, but as far as being bold in the way that I'm asking us to be, isn't necessarily in our wheelhouse, but we're in an awkward situation right now. The, the girls need to be bold. And if you, if you want a guy, you have to actually come right out point blank, say it. Otherwise, you're rolling the dice on whether or not he's going to pick up on it. Um, but on the verse side, us guys need to not be afraid to let a woman know that she's beautiful. Well, and, and just to be clear, that rolling the dice analogy, you have to roll a nat 20. That's big. Well, not, you use a little bit of D and D. Yeah. Well, because anything else, and he's just not going to pick it up. It's like anytime it comes to a woman dropping hints that she likes a guy, unless the guy has like a nat twenty perception roll, he will not understand it. Right. Yeah. It, we're, we're. It's the way that we are, and we still have a tendency to brag. It's just now we're bragging about the wrong things. Yes. In general. Uh, we're bragging about how, I don't know, how, how much money we made on the stock exchange. We're bragging about how sensitive we are. We're bragging about how under uh, how we drink our kale soup ball things. Or, I'm a vegan pacifist DJ. Completely bragging about the wrong things. But we still bragging. We are, males should be braggarts. And things that we can back up. Or die trying. Like the, the guy that said, I will climb that mountain. It might take him 40 years to be able to climb that mountain. But if he's a real bragger, he will climb that mountain or die in the attempt. Eventually. Yeah, it's... It's just in the nature. It's like... Um, to use an example, like uh, Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall's wife constantly complains about all the dangerous stuff he does as a job, but the moment he would stop doing that, they're they would get divorced six months later. It, it's because she, she, she complains she, about a strong man. She doesn't want him going to boxing. She doesn't want him to do this, and she doesn't want him to do that. She she says that she wants him to be a, a house dog. As soon as he does that, they're done. He is smart enough to not listen. That's the that's the thing, right? It's. Um... Mm. There is this. I'm not sure if the guys do it too. I see it a lot in in, uh, in a lot of females who will keep insisting on saying they want the opposite of what they actually want, as if it's some sort of practice of a kind, uh, as if it's uh, supposed to mean or prove anything. Well, where they, uh, I mean, and it, it it touches all kinds of. Uh, of topics and maybe it's 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 for example these females who will get on uh, on the stage or whatever and they say I want I, I want my my uh, boyfriend to be I mean maybe 90 pounds and complete you know just practically a skeleton and all all men should be like that they should be completely clean shaven and they should smell of perfume, blah, blah, and blah. And in touch with their emotions. In touch with their emotions. For, for women, I can tell you why they do that. It's a shit test. They're trying to see what you're going to do, which is an awful thing to do. Oh, so it's that thing that we've talked about before where women will con consistently throw out shit tests. It, 
And here's the thing is it's sort of like women warning against danger. It's just natural. It's not necessarily a bad thing. The bad thing is when you constantly well, just take Is the male strong body. enough to resist? Yeah. Are you strong enough to say, yes, it's dangerous, but I'll still do it? Are you strong enough to pass this shit test? It's been taken to an extreme, but it's like uh, the yeah, shopping trip. It's been taken do. way too far, like right. to the point where it's everything. Everything is a shit test, which is yes. not healthy. It's... um. It's yeah, like how yeah, the, yeah. the the gathering instinct our women have has been taken completely out of control, right. or what, the nurturing instinct. Not the, to cut you off, but we've done a lot of talking. Go ahead. To um, uh, where was I going to go with this now? <laughs> we was talking there about was, shit tests. Yeah, I'm trying to recapture what I wanted to bring up about it. Yeah, so here is the thing then, right? They, like, okay, so we have these constant shit tests as it is. Throw on top of that, you know, the, the how oblivious guys are. Throw on top of that the societal pressure of, you know, basically, if, if you as a guy just bump into um, just a, a familet with a horrible personality, doesn't know what she wants, who can then, on top of it all, add a whim, just get you hurled in jail or some stuff, or at least trials. That is, um, I think we're reaching some sort of era, you know, in the process of getting out of this, out of the state that the societies in the West are going. There is going to be a demand that uh, the women, <clears throat> the good women, are going to have to take the in initiative in a way, and actually are going to have to do it with a display of yeah, I am a trustworthy one. And guess what? There is nothing wrong with that necessarily because here is a, here is a big truth about uh, our um, development as a, as, a, as a race. The women pick the men. It's always been like that. It, it always has been like that. The women choose which men pass on their, uh, their genetics, so to say, to go to the next, uh, yeah, to the next generation. Which should be genuinely the ones who express our people's virtues the best. Strength, honor, decency, uh, actually, you know, empathy, all of that good stuff. How we're gonna, you know, and, you know, maybe that naivety is something we're gonna be carrying with us for a long, long time still, but, you know, we can look at that too. Nonetheless, I think that is somewhat, I guess I just want to throw that out there for. The women folk in, in talking with older women who you think are good women who are still looking for a guy is just like, yeah, you're going to have to show it. And like be blunt and honest with guys that you want to pick out. Also, uh, for, you know, raising young girls with the idea of you, you should test them. You should test males. Absolutely do. But there, there's limits to it. There, you know. Once they've proven, once they have passed your test, you need to step down a bit. If you think they're, if they're, if they're slacking, if they're uh, sinking in the mud, so to say, yeah, okay, sh sure, throw a new test at them, but not 24-7. That's insane. <laughs> you know, that's unhealthy all around. Right, well, it's like one of my complaints um, with the women I've been with is, I prefer to be kind, I prefer to be gentle. However... 
and I've actually lost my shit and had arguments over this is why won't you let me be kind? Why won't you let me be gentle? Every time I do this, you fuck up and mistake my kindness for weakness. I am not nice. I am kind. I am gentle when I am allowed to be. However, if you insist on me being an asshole, here he is. Don't drive your men to that point. And that speaks to a bigger problem I see with women is that, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this too. You know, they always go for the asshole. Like you said, they go for the guys like that. And I don't know if it's, they think they can change them or I, what, but they, have I like think what it is is because they mistake or, that, that assholiness for strength. While he is a complete raging asshole, he must yeah. be strong. And they're, they're, think of him as um, me, so he must love me. <laughs> yes, they think of him as snake oil salesmen. Well, and it's, that's it's essentially that's what they are. It's not just our women; our men are the same way. Where they will mistake kindness for weakness. They will, mm -hmm. which is why I've just differentiated between kind and nice. Always be kind. Never ever be nice. And this goes for both the men and the women. That's why I never just. That's why I never segregate it. Is we need to be kind. We need to never be nice. Nice is weakness. Kindness is strength. Right. And, and they might both look the same on the surface until you actually stop and look at it. And then you can tell the difference of why they're doing what they're doing. I might bring you... You might be at our house and I I go out and get myself a cup of coffee. I know that you drink coffee. Without even asking, I pour a cup of coffee. I bring you a cup of coffee. I'm not being nice. I'm being kind. I'm doing it because I'm already there. I know that you'll like it. I want to make you happy. So I'm doing I'm doing that, not caring, really, if you even appreciate it. Now, if I do the same thing because I'm nice, now I'm doing it from a completely different perspective of, oh, if I do this, she'll really like me. And then I can get this and I can get that and... and yeah, you, you see, I hope that you can see the difference. Yeah. There is a difference between kind and nice. I hold a door for people because I'm kind. I don't hold the door out of fear that they won't like me if I don't. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I know exactly what you mean because I fell into that trap before where I was nice and all it did was end up leaving, leaving me behind everyone else. You know, so eventually I sort of don't want to say like I turned mean, but I ended up sort of putting my own interests first. And then ever since then, I've got more interaction with females because I've been kind rather than nice. You know, it's like. Right. It's more I don't, like, oh, I, never hey, used to... I like you, but I don't give a fuck if you like me back. Um, it's not, you're not doing it of, please like me, lady. Please, please. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had it before where now, you know, I'm. I never used to make jokes about women. Now, now I do. If you know what I mean, just but like, mm -hmm. basically, I would never have any interaction with them. Um, now I, I personally, I don't say I don't, don't give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck. If you don't like me, you don't like me. Well, fucking well, there's plenty more out there. Yeah, your well, loss. As as I can say. <laughs> to, to answer Miobi's question, I think because I've put a fair amount of thought into it, I think that's why women are drawn to the bad boy or to the raging asshole. Is because they mistake that behavior for strength, and they mistake kindness for for um, for weakness. And yeah. males will treat each other the same way. Like 
the the raging asshole. They look up to him. They want to be around him, even though he's an asshole, because they view him as being strong. While the kind person, uh, they view as weak until he's not. Because I, I've had people make that males make that mistake with me, think I'm weak, right up until, oh, why did you break my arm? Well, because I'm not weak. I do the things I do because I'm kind. I, I, I am never nice. And I've confused the shit out of people because they're like, well, he's really nice, but he's also an asshole. And then once I explain to them the difference between kind and nice, they're like, ah, that's it. You're not actually an asshole. You're just kind. Until it's time to not be kind anymore. Now it makes sense why you behave um, the way that you do. And obviously this has also been corrupted by uh, modern society with guys who are nice to women simply because they want a bit of strange. Uh, male feminist being exactly the same one. Oh, um, yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they pretend to like them because they want, you know, they want some... They want a bit of poontang, so to please, speak. La- please, lady, <laughs> let me sniff your panties. They're <laughs> and, an actual vendor. They're weak. They are weak. They are the epitome of weakness. And there you go, like, only fans as well, which is a, another disease on this fucking planet. Uh, sorry to swear, but then we opened up this conversation talking about black men's crank, so I don't think I'll worry about that. <laughs> um, I will say that but, um, I don't think it was a, uh, on accident that OnlyFans blew up during the middle of the pandemic. No, I mean, they're taking advantage of blokes who are lonely. Um, and ladies. And there is a, right, and ladies as well. Um, but we're also in a society that promotes this behavior as well. Right, which is uh, why we need to strike that balance. We need to. Yeah. It's not even we should. It's not that we want to. We need to or we crumble and fall. If our males are afraid to speak to the females, if our females are afraid to speak to the males, we don't make fucking babies. We don't make babies. We die. Period. That's why this conversation is very uncomfortable conversation, which I, I like to think that we managed to make a little bit fun. Why it's so important. If our males are afraid to approach our females, and our females are afraid to approach our males, and we don't defend each other to create a bond, um, we die. Period. And uh, it is, going back to it is, uh, but this society is tailored towards being anti-white. We're seeing it all over the fucking place. I I had to look at, obviously they're doing homeschooling now, and I had to look at some of the work that they're giving to these children. It's fucking disgusting. It's incredibly harmful to our children because that's how it starts. You corrupt the young. It's every single part of history where something really bad happens. You make so them feel bad the about themselves. You make them feel bad about yeah. themselves that they go against who they actually are. They yeah. they will naturally over course correct in a in a way that is actually detrimental to them. It's degenerate to them because they feel bad about themselves. I want to be the hero. I want to be good. So I will course correct so I can be good. And then they go way too far in the opposite fucking direction. That's how they're doing it. Yeah, and the like you said, the rebuttal is the extreme and the other end of the spectrum, which is just as bad because um, it still brings the same harm because all that does is it swings it back the other way, like you said. Right. Well, I want, um, well, it's like the, the uh, church craft. 
uh, I think is how Miobi described it, or Church True is another one. What is it that the that the Christians say that pagans are, which is more churchcraft? The Christians say that pagans are this. I will behave this way. The society says whites are this way, so and they try to behave exactly how our enemies describe us rather than how we actually are. Well, and here's the thing is, if we don't make the beast with two backs, we ain't going to have more kids. It, it's just a statement of fact. We are physical beings, and to reproduce, you gotta, you got to play pelvic pinochle. Well, like there, there was a video that went semi-viral in like 24 hours of this girl. She's sitting in the car. Mom says, hey, isn't that boy cute? She looks up from her phone. She says, yeah, mom rolls down the window. What's the first thing that the girl does? She screams and slides down in, in the, the front seat of the car so that the guys can't see her. This is detrimental to the male that's outside the car because his, his gut... His, his knee-jerk reaction is, oh, fuck, what is wrong with me where I inspire a scream of fear from her? I understand the reality of why she screamed, but that has nothing to do with the way that's perceived by the guy on the other side of it. Girls, you have to be more brave. You have to be bold. Grab your courage and let the guys know that they're beautiful. Not handsome, not cute, but beautiful. We are beautiful like... A wild beast. That's how we should be beautiful, is like a wild beast. And that's for both the men and women. The women should be beautiful in the way of a wild animal. Elegant, strong, quick, leaf. Which basically just means agile. We are beautiful creatures and we need to let each other know and stop being so damn afraid. And... To put another point on that, it's not you don't even have to do a lot. It's from personal experience. And my personal preference, I, you don't have to do a lot to make me feel good about myself. Literally, when I come in from work, uh, my former partner just used to make me a cup of tea. That was enough. You know, whenever I went to go visit her house. That was it. Just little things like that. You know, I'm not expecting you to bow down or give me a full rub or anything like that every single fucking day. I just want to know that I feel appreciated. You know? <laughs> If like all the toys worth something, it's not a lot to ask for. And well, in today's in today's world, just the act of making direct eye contact is yeah, um, it's more than what we normally get. Eye contact is something that is frowned upon in today's society a lot. I mean, because uh, when I talk to someone, I look them in the eyes. I can I can tell a lot about a person by you know you know who eyes. doesn't like direct eye contact? Non-whites. Yeah. Not across the board, but nearly so. Africans. Uh, Go ahead. Amazing when someone actually makes eye contact because it's so rare. I, I mean, that almost never happens. Everyone just has their eyes down or looking away most of the time on purpose. Right. And it's there, perhaps. You know, ashamed of something in themselves. Oh no, I can't let another peer in my soul. They'll well, notice about me that I don't want to. Yeah, want to show. Well, um, I've actually asked an African because I worked with a bunch of Africans. 
Why? Uh, it pisses me off because I was talking to him and I'm like, you're doing it right now. I am talking to you and you refuse to look me in the eyes. You're looking everywhere but at me. Why? I need to know. Otherwise, I'm going to end up hurting somebody because they refuse to look me in the eyes. And then the guy actually explained to me and I confirmed it with a few others. Direct eye contact is to these people. It's a um, it's it's a threat. It is an act of aggression, but to us, it is an act of sincerity to look somebody in the eye. It's a it's an act of respect to look somebody well, else in the eye. Well, I respect you, you enough. Um, I'm going to look at you directly. It's like if you go to a gorilla, uh, they say never look a gorilla directly in the eyes because it will interpret that as an act of aggression, like you're challenging it to a fight, which, to be fair, man versus gorilla, the gorilla's going to win if he's unarmed, if you know what I mean. But, um, so Maybe. I think that there are just, like, cultural differences as well as... But um, these other cultures are being race. pushed onto our people and that we're adopting yeah. them. We're adopting them. Do not be afraid Which, uh, to look another white in the eye and say hello. Well, I mean... Bears, as far as I know, will look each other in the eye. Yes. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, that sort of thing. And again, it just... We're of the North. We're not of the South. Yeah, we, we're a different species from these other races, and it shows. Right, and if you hate eye contact, practice it. If you have to practice it in the mirror, practice direct eye contact. It shows sincerity, and it shows respect. It shows that you care. It, it is all of these things. It, can it be a, a challenge? Yes, it can. But it also shows respect and care of the individual that you're making eye contact with. There's something very important to add to all of this. Is to be able to look someone in the eye is also a position of strength. If you want to create a better society, if you want to be part of that, you have to display... You have to become capable of it. Yeah, you have to display strength. Thus, it is a skill. If it, you know, if you want to call it that, you need to be. You need to have the guts to look someone in the eye. It may take a while. That's, but that's part of you know of growing as a person, and it's a good skill to have. It Again? is a big step up for people. Sorry to cut you off, Hans, but you know I've noticed a lot of people who did a lot of practice to actually just basically when they greet someone like shake their hands as job interviews um they just can't look someone in the eye and like there's one person i knew who failed job interviews all the time and i said what do you think you're doing wrong and he goes oh, i know i've got i speak clearly i'm dressed well i do everything right and i go what what do you do when they shake your hand um because so i'm going by a book i read the art of the deal and it's to go have a firm handshake and just look someone in the eye when you're saying hello you know it's not a sign of trust. It's just a sign that you're not weak. You know? It's, um... I think, it, going back to what you're saying, it is a big step for people. I, I don't think it's promoted enough because there, there's a reason it's not promoted enough. You know? Because it's not a sign of weakness. And I'll... As someone speaking from personal experience, I never used to be able to look someone in the eye either. Um, for a long time. I couldn't accept compliments. I didn't want to talk to anyone, anything like it. So you do have to break your shell to come out of it. And just literally just looking someone in the eye when you're talking to them goes a long way. It's not easy. If it is easy, everyone would be doing it, you know, but it's not difficult either. 
You see what I mean? But um, we are closing in on the the wind up here. So if we want to start with uh, closing statements and saying our goodbyes, um, we can start doing that. So uh, who wants to go first? Well, unless someone else wants to take it, I I think I have one final point that I want to bring up. And it's uh, it plays in with uh, with all that we've gone over for most of it. Basically, comes down to we have been told from a very vulnerable from a vulnerable age, as children today still are of our people. We have been told that no matter how we look, it's always wrong for some reason. These people who have said this have been lying to you, have been lying to all of us. Why? Because they themselves were brainwashed or they were malicious. And I think I just want to, yeah, and I want to add to that is that keep that in mind and say that to other people. And when someone pushes some sort of metric that does not belong to us, imposes a beauty standard that is not part of our people but from another then you give that person the chance to you know you give that person the chance to you know to say well you're wrong that is not true and you're saying this for one of two reasons because you're either stupid or because you're malicious which is it and then you let them answer that, or you just let them quietly sulk off. But the time has come that we are going to stand in the way of people breaking our confidence as such. In addition to, whatever your body type is like, whether you are a wolf, a bear, or a boar, you know, man or woman, that stays in the middle. Whether for women you have a large chest or you don't, whether you have broad hips or you don't. For men, whether you are, you know, you have a gut like a barrel, but also a chest like a barrel, or maybe you're just naturally lean because you're more agile, more of a natural sprinter. Just, you know, going by, or whether you are a redhead or a blonde, raven-haired, you know, whether you have auburn, chestnut hair, what have you, whatever your eye color is, if this has been given to you naturally, it comes with a reason. These are the traits by which your direct lineage, your ancestors directly have survived to pass on to you. They survived long enough so you can have those hips, so you can have that chest, so you can have that, uh, so you can have the, the, that muscle built, or whatever it's going to be, so you can have that beautiful hair, so you can have... <coughs> whatever eye color it is that you have that is something that has been given to you with blood sweat and who knows how many tears all that is asked of you is to take care of it to you know to exercise well and then in your turn you know going from a very basic animal level to pass it on to the next generation what that says is you're just fine no matter how you look just take care of it 
That's all that's, uh, that is asked of you. And pass it on to your ancestors' pride. Uh, give them pride with that. And when someone shows up and tells you that, you, you know, it's, it's what is that term? Genetic makeup or something hideous like that? You just show them that perfectly fine finger that's in the middle of your hand. You know, show them from both hands to those people. You tell them to get to keep walking. And that's what I want to say for today. You all have a good one. Um, if I could go next real quick, because my dogs are getting antsy. <laughs> um, I just want to say I think this was a really good conversation. Sometimes we have to have uncomfortable conversations because it's really important for our people. And you know, please, guys, build each other up. Don't tear each other down. We got to stop any good. Stay away from that neo-Puritan bullshit and just, you know, embrace what our people are. And, you know, like, I agree with everything that Han said. We are beautiful people. We are powerful people. And we just have to embrace that in every way possible. And I hope everyone has a great day. Dreadwolf? Well, basically, speaking from experience, um... This is how I started out. I was addicted to pornography. I was fucking degenerate. I was a degenerate piece of shit. I'm not going to throw you that. And I was weak. And eventually, I got sick of it. Okay? If I can overcome everything to become a more refined person, both in mind and body, have a clear goal to achieve, purpose, everything, so can you. It is not difficult. As in people, they want us divided. Okay, five is not as strong as one. When you open up a fist, you have five fingers, you close it, you've got one giant thing to knock everything out of the way. That is what we need to be. Rather than being an open hand, we need to be one gigantic fist. Okay, there is nothing wrong with trying to improve yourself because not only are you improving yourself, but you're also doing it for the benefits of those around you, those you love. And if you can do that, they will have it too. Because remember, a nation and the people can survive as fools and the ambition. But you can't survive treason from within. Okay? And unfortunately, we have been infiltrated all over. But that doesn't mean that we should let them win. Okay? They can only take it if we give it to them. And we've given them too much already. So we need to stop it. We need to unite, and we need to just sort ourselves out, because unfortunately we're still too splintered to actually survive, alright? And beware of basically go, going too far the other way, because all that does is just... You go too far one way, it will snap, and it will go back the other, and unfortunately, you go too far the other way, you'll end up with exactly what you tried escaping from, and we... Basically, just need equal tension. That's what we need. All right, and I'll go ahead and do a few plugs. We d we dumped all of our links in there. Uh, don't forget that to support. Ava Did we Wolf. get them all? Because there's most a lot. Of them, most of them. Uh, I didn't do all of them. Uh, don't forget to support Athelwolf. Don't forget to spread a story around. And if you know someone in Canada who's willing to fight to try and get him a job over there. 
uh, go through all the government rigmarole. That allows him to bypass a lot of this bullshit, and we can get him out of South Africa and onto North America. Toot sweet. And, um, and then I'm just going to, I think, keep this relatively simple, which is our people are beautiful. Our men, we are wild men of the woods. Our women, we're, they're ethereal. They're beautiful. Think Galadriel. And here's the thing is even when they're old, there's still beauty there. Because that wisdom that the crone has, crone didn't used to be an insult. The crone used to be one of the most powerful people in the village. Do not allow the lies that have been told about what we're supposed to look like, who we are and what we were and all these things to define how you view your people. Loving your own is not the same as hating anything else. I love my people, and I hope that all of us here do, and I'm pretty sure we all do. Okay, I'm going to assume that's Tal out. <clears throat> I don't think that we're going to get a goodbye from uh, Hailstorm, because she's sneaking in while she is at work and on her way to work. Um, but I am sure that she has something brilliant to say um, along these lines, and that she loves her people. So... I'm going to throw in there, you know, if you actually love your people, develop the courage to let them know. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I got to do a, a plug. If you like the work that we do, don't be afraid to support us. We've got many ways that, that this can be, that you can support us. Uh, we're, yeah, we need, we need the financials. Um, so, Hit up our Teespring. Listen to us on Anchor Podcast. You can get caught up. Um, we, we get paid by the commercial that Tao read on there. Um, we have a GoFundMe. Um, check out our stuff. And uh, magazines, we got books on the way. All kinds of crap. So until then, I guess, um, be fucking brave, people. We are the gods of the future. Remember that. And we need to act like it.
Oh, thank you.